you can only be successful when you plan for success. So it's like, if yes. you don't have a plan in place, it's really easy to kind of fall into these, not necessarily lazy habits, but yes. the things that we want to unwind. Working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? Between walking those 10,000 steps, hydrating, making plant-based meals for our family, Pinterest-worthy lunches for our kids, spectacular date nights for our husband, and let's not forget, climbing that corporate ladder, we're asked to do these things each and every day. So much so that often it feels like we are trying to balance on the high wire of life. So welcome to the High Wire Woman podcast, hosted by me, Rosanna Brary. I'm an immigration lawyer, a mother to a teenage son, a wife, and an entrepreneur who truly believes that working women can have it all. Join me as I interview other high-achieving women, and together, let's learn about the skills and the fortitude that we need to create the happy, prosperous, and balanced life we so richly deserve. Hi, Wire Woman. I don't know about you, but sleep is the bane of my existence. I never really struggled with sleep until I became a mom. And then I had a kid that didn't sleep for two years, almost caused us to get divorced, among many other things. And currently, as many of you know, I just turned 50. So I'm in this weird, I'm exhausted, but can't sleep stage of my life and spend way too much time on social media before I go to bed. I do everything wrong. But today we have a guest, a very, very special guest that is going to set us straight on how to sleep better and how to feel better. So I am thrilled to welcome my friend and colleague, Soda Kuchkowski. Hello. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So just some background. Soda's a sleep health educator and a certified sleep coach who's passionately worked in the field of sleep medicine and sleep health for 15 years. She's a founder of Start With Sleep. It's an organization that's a community resource for sleep health advocacy that has amazing programs, training for health professionals, school systems, corporate wellness initiatives, and also really cool retail boutique of cool, cool sleep stuff. She does seminars, sleep consulting, and she's certified in maternity, child, and adult sleep health. She is an expert of all things sleep, and we're super lucky to have her. Super busy lady, definitely a high wire woman. So Soda, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and before we jumped on, we were talking about women, the many roles that we have. It's one of the reasons that we have so many sleep challenges. You know, women as a group, actually, we have a higher threshold for sleep deprivation, which is really to understand, right? Like we do a lot of things, so we have a higher threshold for it. We actually sleep more than our male counterpart, but we are twice as likely to have issues with things like insomnia. So falling asleep, staying asleep, waking up throughout the night, waking up too early, feeling too tired throughout the day that affects us a rate of twice as much as our male counterparts. That's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. So I know we can talk for days about this, but women and sleep, what is going on? What are we doing? What aren't we doing? Give us some insight to your world and what you see. I've worked in the area of sleep medicine for the last 16 years. And one of the inspirations for me opening my business six years ago was really this in particular. It's the way the traditional healthcare system is set up. You know, it's based on symptoms. So it's women go in, they're complaining about fatigue, about being tired. We're not necessarily looking for that root cause of what's happening, right? Of that low energy. And we're not necessarily providing the education that's needed. With women, we go through hormonal fluctuations and changes throughout the entire course of our lives, starting from puberty when we first have our menstrual cycle to 
childbirth, perimenopause, menopause, as we age, our body produces less or more of different hormones that changes our breathing patterns. It can make us more likely for sleep disordered breathing. The most common, which is sleep apnea, which we see a lot if women gain more than the recommended amount of weight for their frame during pregnancy, it can lead to sleep apnea, gestational diabetes increases the risk for that. So there are a number of things medically that can happen as well with those changes in our body. But I think the first and foremost is it comes down to we go in and it's kind of masked with, well, this is something that happens when we age or they might check your thyroid levels, right? But the traditional tests don't necessarily fit the parameters of what we know. Lifestyle, behavioral choices are a huge part of that. We often inadvertently do things we don't realize what we're doing, even if you're someone who goes to grab for like a supplement, right? Women love to get that quick fix because we're busy. And there is a place for things like hormonal replacement and nutritional supplements. But if you're someone who isn't consistently hydrated, if you overconsume caffeine, a lot of times our body depletes if we're not able to absorb as much from our food or from those supplements, and we're actually working against ourselves. So it's those little kind of tidbits of information that kind of help set you on the right course. So anytime I've ever complained about my inability to sleep to my traditional doctor, who's a lovely man, he's like, I'll write your script for Ambien. That's the only conversation I've ever had. And I took Ambien once and it was terrifying and I never took it again because I'm like, I'd rather not sleep. This is just crazy. I just felt like I was hit by a bus. So we're all busy. And, you know, I started High Wire Woman with the idea of the woman walking on the high wire, juggling a billion things, trying not to fall. How could we set ourselves up for good sleep? What can we do during the day? You know, I'm assuming that you sleep pretty well since you're an expert. Tell us what you do or tell us a few things that we could do to really set ourselves up for a nice night of sleep. It's those day-to-day lifestyle choices that lead to those challenges that we have. So very first thing when you wake up in the morning, we want light. Like right now we're leading into daylight savings. So it's going to be light a little bit darker. But when we wake up in the morning, regardless if you're more on the early riser or more you know, waking up a little bit later, you know, everyone, there's different chronotypes. Exposure to natural light is really important. If you're someone who's a super early riser, you're one of those people who likes to wake up at four or five in the morning, or that's what your schedule kind of dictates. You want to invest in a light therapy lamp, at least 10,000 lux to emulate the spectrum of the sun. We need that light to hit the optic nerve, right? It sets us awake for the day. It it kickstarts our circadian rhythm. And there's a number of physiological processes. So there's different hormones that our body produces throughout the day. And we need certain cues. Light is one of the most important. Light also helps with the production of serotonin. So serotonin is what helps with our happy chemicals, right? It helps to stabilize our mood, but it's also a precursor to a hormone called melatonin, which a lot of people, they think of as like this over the counter. And we can Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that too, but our body produces it naturally. And if we're exposed to enough natural light, we will boost the supply of it on its own. So light first thing in the morning, again, between 12 noon and 2 p.m., that light regulation. And then after the sunset, limiting artificial light from sources like your television, your phone, your tablet, especially that close proximity. Those people who like to be on their phone and it's just within inches of their face, that's sending a signal to our brain to shut off that melatonin faucet. So it takes us much longer to fall asleep Or even if you can fall asleep, it could be the reason that you're waking up throughout the night because you're stimulating the brain. It's like when you're sitting on the couch, right? And you feel like you're tired, ready to go to bed. Mm -hmm. What do we do? You go to the bathroom. 
we turn on the light and it's the same light we use to put on our makeup and get ready for the day. Now that's the light you want to expose yourself to in the morning, but in Mm -hmm. the evening, we want a dimmer. We want lower lights. We want to set our space up. We want it to be conducive to sleep, amber lighting. So if you have, you know, night lights or any type of led lighting, I always recommend switching it out for like that amber orange or that red light. Cause that's going to help our body to stimulate that melatonin production and to feel it like it's in a calm space where we're ready to accept sleep. Okay. Let me back up for a minute. So when you wake up, we need natural light. Does that mean I go outside for 10 minutes? Does that mean I turn on a lamp? What did you say? A therapy lamp for 10 minutes? How much do I need in the morning? So the best is to go to the window. I tell people, go to your front door, open your front door. You just need that exposure. Even if it's cloudy outside, it doesn't have to be bright sunlight. Even if it's overcast, we want to be able to get that exposure even through a window. What we want is we want to expose ourselves to light first thing in the morning. That's going to be one of the most important. The second is hydration. Sleep is a super hydrating event. We lose about a liter of humidity through our breath when we sleep at night. If you tend to be a hot sleeper as well, we perspire it. We want to drink a cup of room temperature water first thing when we wake up because we want to replenish our body. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to stand in front of my window for a few minutes or my front door. I'm going to have some room temperature water on my nightstand. All right. So I've got the optic nerve. I'm ready to roll. My serotonin's pumping. Then it gets to lunchtime. Do I go to my window in my office or walk to the parking lot for a few minutes? Well, this is where taking a walk during the lunch hour is great. If you're in an office setting where you don't have a window going and having your lunch by a window, a lot of office places have picnic tables outside or you know, mm-hmm. walking to your favorite lunch spot. Just to back up briefly, I'd mentioned there's some people that are more inclined to be that early riser versus like, you know, we have four different types of chronotype. Depending on that chronotype and in the work that I do, it's all about sleep optimization. Depending on your chronotype, some people benefit from waking up and also doing like 10 jumping jacks. Other people, it's for them to do some light stretching. So based on your chronotype, or what are the types of things you can do to get yourself going? For others, it's doing that 20 minutes worth of exercise right when they wake up. Others, it's a shorter three to five minutes. So it's really understanding your individual needs. Sleep is very individualistic. To manage our energy levels as well, we have to be able to understand our body. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to take a quick walk at lunch and then I'm going to go home. And this is where the wheels fall off the bus for me. I'm going to go home and I'm going to make dinner and I'm going to do some stuff around the house and then try as I might, the stupid phone becomes the entertainment of the evening. And, you know, I look on Facebook and Instagram and catch up with all my friends and, look at their vacation pictures. Be straight with me. How bad is that before bedtime? When it comes to our phones, the first thing you should know, they say they have a, I mean, I have it on my phone as well, where it's like the dimmer, but honestly, the way that social media is set up, unless you put it like on that dark mode, it's actually set to activate like the dopamine in your brain so that you kind of keep scrolling and scrolling. Have you heard of doom scrolling or like sleep procrastination? Heard of it. That's my life. Yes. So with me, it's all about the, the time management and the blocking and the habits. I'm the same way. It's like, if I don't have a plan, it's easy to kind of plop down on the couch. It's like, I have to set aside that I want to read or I have certain activities that I want to do. You can only be successful when you plan for success. So it's like, if yes. you don't have a plan in place, it's really easy to kind of fall into these, not necessarily lazy habits, but yes. the things that we want to unwind. 
for 2022, one of the big things that I'm talking about in a lot of my initiatives, I think, which was kind of a little bit of the inspiration uh, for you having me on the show, was I was talking about the different types of rest that we need. Our form of relaxation in the United States is we plop down in front of the couch to like watch TV. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people need that mental rest or they need that sensory rest. And all that does is further make them restless. It's why Sunday afternoon when we're lounging all day, we dread Monday because we're more tired. It's really identifying what type of rest deficit do we have. If we're so busy and inundated with emails and light and noise and all of these things throughout the day, what are the different types of rest that we need? And there's actually six besides sleep, which sleep is a physical rest. We also need emotional, mental, sensory, creative, social, and spiritual. So there are seven different types of rest that you need to really take a look at. And I feel it. I did it yesterday. I was on my phone way too much last night. And by the end of the night, I feel so sensory overload. I mean, our brain is not intended to look at all those images and process all those words for hours on end, correct? Besides being on the phone, it's also what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Energy flows where energy goes, right? So it's like, if we're looking at negative information, depends, like, are you looking at the news or, you know, is your feed filled with things that make you feel sad or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all about what you're exposing yourself to. It's the same way when we watch television, I tell people it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm all about creating healthy habits, not restrictions. You can buy blue blocker glasses. So if you're someone that you're like, you know what, I'm never going to put down my phone. I'm never going to stop watching TV. I'll do it for a week. What we want is something sustainable. So there are tools that you can use to help with those types of habits to put you in a better place where you kind of put that division. I have blue blocker glasses that I throw right in the console of my living room table. So when I go to watch TV at like nine o'clock, I throw those on, I watch a show or two, and it's easy for me to be in a place where I need to go to bed. If I don't wear those, I'm overstimulated, right? And we're Ah. watching Netflix. We're like, oh yeah, one more episode. I don't feel tired yet. Because- All these lights are sending signals to your body that it's time to be awake. So of course, you're not going to feel tired and you're going to miss your bedtime. So the blue blocker glasses do work. You do recommend them. Yes, absolutely. Most people, especially for people who suffer, you know, there are a number of studies that were conducted, but people who suffer from insomnia, which is a very large portion of the population because it really encompasses so many of those different things. And it really helps with that sensory overload, being able to kind of disconnect from that or step back a little bit. It really is a great tool to use. All right. My final issue that I want to discuss today is hormones and sleep. Why is it that at certain times of the month, I can sleep better and other times I can't? I think, and I know actually it's hormone related. How do you balance that? I know that's a really complicated question, but any quick tips for us? So while there are a number of different hormones in the women's body, the two that affect us the most in terms of like thyroid, in terms of sleep and all of that are estrogen and progesterone. Those two things also are affected by childbirth. So that's where we're going to see the biggest difference. Making sure that you have ample levels of magnesium. I've been talking about magnesium for 15 some years. You know, it's become a lot more mainstream. I always recommend a topical solution, whether it be a spray or lotion, don't mix it with essential oils or any of these things, just magnesium chloride. It helps with everything from restless leg syndrome. It helps with joint and muscle pain for relaxation. It helps with hot flashes. It helps with high blood pressure. It helps Mm. with managing cortisol levels. There's like 300 biochemical reactions that are controlled by our levels of magnesium. But again, if you're not drinking enough water, If you're over caffeinating, whether it be coffee, pop, whatnot, even if you're taking a supplement, you could be depleting your body of that. 
And then it's also relative to the type of magnesium that you're taking. Nine out of 10 times, I'll be doing a presentation and I'll talk about magnesium and someone will say, oh, I take that. And I say, what kind do you take? And they say, well, I take magnesium. And I'm like, well, there's 13 variations. So you're going to have to be more specific. (laughs) I'll meet with clients. And again, half of the time, they'll be taking a magnesium for energy because they were recommended even by their (sighs) provider to get magnesium, but they don't tell them the type of magnesium that they should be taking. And that's really important because if you're taking one for energy, They have them for headaches, for digestion, especially with women. If you take the wrong kind over an extended period of time, it can cause stomach binding, cramping, like digestion. So it's really important. That's why I like the topical because then it's getting directly into your bloodstream on the cellular level and you don't have to worry about it metabolizing, right? And how it's going to affect your system inside. It's much easier to just put it on your skin. And so your boutique start with sleep. I'm presuming that you carry the topical magnesium. I do. Yes. And is that available online as well? Yes. Yes. And we do offer free local delivery as well. Excellent. So startwithsleep.com, magnesium, a topical cream. It's so funny that you said that because I took some magnesium off the shelf and it wound up having bad consequences. (laughs) And then I've had somebody on the podcast that has magnesium soak that you like soak your feet in. Yeah, so like Epsom salts, like that's why the magnesium, the floating spa, that's magnesium. That's why that helps people. Magnesium sulfate is what you find in a bath bomb. So see, there's different variations. Okay, got it. They're all the same. (laughs) Got it. Awesome. Well, Soda, thank you so much for this. Hi, Warrior Women. You can't afford to not sleep. We've all done it. It's a disaster. Most bad things that have happened in my life have been when I've either been hungry or overtired. So sleep is critical. We know that yet. If you're anything like me, you are your worst enemy. But I think Soda gave us some really, really good tips today about natural light, hydrate, 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 put your phones down or TVs off. But if not, blue blocker glasses, do some topical magnesium. Boy, so many takeaways here. Thank you so much for being here today. And if you're interested, Soda, where could they find you? So we're located at 1211 Hurdle Avenue in North Buffalo, New York, or online at www.startwithsleep.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here and Highwire Women. Until the next time, stay on that Highwire. Thank you for listening to the Highwire Women podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or others, I hope you'll share it with a friend so together we can all stay on that Highwire of life. Make sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode and follow us on social media at Highwire Women for more information. Until next time, I'm Rosanna Berardi. Be sure to stay on that highway of life.